At the dawn of civilization, the greatest philosophers determined that the world was composed of the five rings, air, earth, fire, water, and the void. This is Podcast of the Five Rings. Welcome back. This is Podcast of the Five Rings. How is everyone doing? What is up, Fantastic. everybody? Doing great. Yeah. I'm it feels like such a long time it, since we've played. It has mm-hmm. been a long time since we've played, like a month. Yeah, it's yeah, been at least I a month. So. Yeah. Bunch of crazy shit going on mm-hmm. that was delaying this. I moved. You did. And congratulations, by the way, Logan, you. on your move into your we new are, house. We are recording this from a house instead of an apartment. Yeah. It's exciting. Oh, yeah. Give a round of applause to uh, Logan. Call first clap. There you go. Thanks, guys. I think I'm. I think I'm calling it the dojo in uh in honor of the podcast here. Absolutely. The house. The house is gonna the be called house. the dojo. At least this room. <laughs> no, it, it should be the house. At oh. least this room. We'll call. Okay, it'll be the house, but just don't tell. Don't don't tell Maya. Well, if yeah, the house is the Maya. dojo, then what's this room? What's is there a sub room for a dojo? <laughs> we'll consult. We'll consult Google or 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 the L5R lore. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm sound kind of, I'm kind of the, a blank right now. Sound mm. off in the Discord. <laughs> what should we name the the studio? Yeah, we do need a new. Uh, we yeah, we need an official studio name for sure. Yeah, for the for the dedicated spot. But yeah, no, it's been hectic and crazy. A bunch of other stuff going on. So it's been a while since we can record. And yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm stoked. Yeah, uh, feels good. Feels good. Yeah, so let's go around the table and uh, introduce everybody. I am, of course, your GM, Nick. Um, next, we have Zach. Zach, tell us about your characters. What up, uh, Ikoma Kenshi? Life's crazy, man. But we're gonna get to the we're gonna get to the court. And uh, Yoshi definitely wants to get there because he's not feeling very good. But he looks okay now. Yeah, yeah. his vibes he's, are good. Yeah, he's hiding. <laughs> his vibes vibe. are undetectable. Yeah, his yeah. vibes are undetectable. He he's vibing. It's fine. <laughs> Can we get a vibe check? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't want. We don't want any vibe checks. Yeah. <laughs> we want them found out. <laughs> don't don't scrutinize the vibe. Roll yeah, for vibe. vibe Just roll with the vibe. <laughs> That's no. We should rename the void ring to simply the vibe ring. The vibe yeah. ring. Yeah, it's just yeah, the vibe ring. I do. I kind of like that too. <laughs> Next, we have Heath. Heath, remind us who you are playing. Hey guys, this is Heath. And in case you forgot, I know it's been a long time. I'm Caillou Tomo. I just uh, just got done with a nice drug deal in the last episode, <laughs> so I'm I'm stoked. <laughs> I'm I, I tested the product a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> feeling good. Finally, we have Logan. Logan, tell us about your character. I am Soshi no Burizu, the Yoga Wardmaster that's trying to get to Otosan Uchi a little bit faster. Let's mm-hmm. fucking go. Nice. He's trying to get corded. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get corded, bro. Come on. Otosan Uchi? More like Godosan Uchi. <laughs> oh. Dang, that was a good one. That's my one good joke for the night. Here we go. <laughs> All right, we'll do a quick recap now. No, make it a lengthy recap. <laughs> yeah, let's get like a 25-minute recap. Previously on Podcast of the Five Rings, Tomo, Burrow, Kenshi, Akari, and Subasa sat before the scorpion champion himself, Bayushi Shouju. He greeted the samurai with hospitality and told them that Subasa requested his help on a grave issue. Tomo explained their predicament to Shouju and asked for his assistance. Shouju admitted that the taint is a serious problem in Rokugan. 
The best they can do is speak with the Kuni family and hope they may know of a way to reverse its effect. Shoujo admitted that the taint is a serious problem in Rokugan, and that there is no known cure for it. In reality, becoming tainted usually spells the end of a samurai's career, either living on in forced exile, becoming a patient of the Kuni purifiers, or in some cases, execution. Shoju told the party that he did have a short-term solution for their problem, though. Until they can finish their mission and seek help from the Kuni family, he explained that he and his retainership the greatest scholars of the Yoga Wardmaster School. They will be able to mask the taint, preventing anyone from detecting it and slowing its spread so it does not corrupt the armor any further. The party was hesitant about accepting this treatment, but eventually relented. Shoju explained to the party that it was his great pleasure to aid them in their mission, as they are the true heroes of Rokugan, and that his support should be seen as a thank you on behalf of the Empire. With that settled, the samurai asked Shoju about the Hair Clan and the Yasuki Logging Company. Shoju admitted that the Emperor ordered him to execute the Hair for conducting Maho, and as a sign of admiration for the Crab Clan and token of support for the Yasuki family, agreed to give Shiro Usagi to the Yasuki family. When questioned about the sword stand Burrow found in the remains of the Hair Castle, Shoju said it probably was some precious family heirloom, the whereabouts of which he knows nothing of. When asked about the Lion-Crane War, Shoju told the story of the war so far, and its slow escalation into the brutal conflict that it has become. He identified what he believes is the root cause of the war. Incompetent leadership on both sides. The Crane is led by the inexperienced boy, Doji Hoturi, who many believe is nothing more than a young boy waging war to prove himself a man. On the other side, the Lion Clan is led by an equally untested young man, Okoto Toturi. Rumor has it that he is eager to make peace with Hoturi, which has incensed many of the other Lion Daimyos, who see that as a sign of weakness. Shoju revealed that the Scorpion Clan has not chosen a side in the war, and that their top priority will always be to protect and serve the Emperor above all else. Immediately after their audience with Shoju, the party delivered Yoshi's armor to the high priests of the Yoga Wardmasters. The samurai sat in awe as these masters performed the ritual. Before long, the armor's taint was undetectable by Jade, and Yoshi admitted that the discomforting presence had been abated. Not expelled, but certainly slowed. After the ritual, the Wardmasters reminded the party what was at stake. Their secret needed to be kept under wraps at all costs. If it was discovered that Yoshi's armor was tainted and that they willingly masked it in order to sneak it into the Emperor's court. The consequences would indeed be dire. The priests explained that they should consider themselves lucky that Lord Bayushi Shoju is so sympathetic to their cause. The next day, the party set out from Kaiyudan Bayushi, a heavy rain bearing down upon them. The road sprawled out to the northeast, toward the spine of the world, where its lowest peaks were already covered in snow. Behind them sat Kaiyudan Bayushi, watching their every step toward Odo Sanuchi. Let's do this thing. Let's do this. You guys are on the road, traveling northeast toward Baden Pass, away from Kaiyudan Bayushi. What are you guys doing? What's it's, the story? It's heavy, heavy rain. It's been raining. It's been raining the past three days, and, and it's getting harder as you're traveling. And we're climbing, ascending into the uh, snowy mountain pass, I assume. And from where you are, you can already see that the lowest peaks of the mountain range are already covered in snow. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, I put on all my warm clothes and it's my, good start. It's good and, start. My, and yeah. my ski shoes or whatever the, you know, yeah. those, uh, the, I, I put tennis rackets on my feet, <laughs> <laughs> whatever those things are called. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's just keep moving. I mean, we'll keep our eyes peeled. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, we're not in any like danger, right? I don't think we're being pursued. Can, can Yoshi do a check to kind of understand what's going on with him or kind of just see how he is? I guess. See how, see how like that... what's actually going on with him. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you, uh, like a, some type of void check. I'm assuming. You know what? Yeah. Yoshi, go ahead and have Yoshi make a TN2 meditation, meditation void check. Yeah. I knew he had three meditation and then void. He had two. Yeah. Dang, just knows stats off the cuff. Dude, well, when well, it's medita- Yoshi. <laughs> yeah. Meditation was like his go-to. Dude. That was like his best one. And then I remember I didn't use void a lot, but everything else was like a three, but that one being two. Oh, great. Oh, not too bad. All right, two successes. Okay, Yoshi knows when you become tainted, it does it does spread throughout the body. It might start as something small, but um, as it progresses, it can corrupt and take over more of the person's spirit and more of the person's body. And it is very much like a disease in that sense. Um, and so he, he knows that what portion of him may be tainted maybe feels like it might be it's been stopped from spreading throughout the rest of his throughout the rest of his spirit or throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the armor and so he he does feel like it's being slowed down the spread of it if not entirely stopped and as as for being tainted goes uh there aren't really any clear cut ways on how to treat it in rokugan the main way that people have kind of come to terms with in terms of treating it is preventing it outright from spreading to people and that's why there are so many checks uh, at the Okayu wall preventing people in, coming and going from the Shadowlands is to make sure that people aren't bringing the taint with them back into Rokugan. But yeah, once you have it, it's it's not really a clear-cut way of any of, of any way to like cure it, you know? So that's kind of what Yoshi knows. I mean, yeah, who did we have that had the that tainted wound? Well, you had... Um, one of the old crowd one, guys. One yeah, of the party crowd Yeah, soldiers. in the first season. Oh, yeah. who was, what was his name? Oh, man, um, I'd be so proud of myself if I could remember. It wasn't Waterboy. Was it Yuto? Haruma Yuto? Oh, I think it uh, was. I think it was. Uh, bar, Our singer. singer, right? No, the singer, because he survived. He survived, and later on, that's how the, the story spread about your guys' exploits. It was, I think it was one of the Haruma, though, because I think there was a couple of them with you. It's all right. <laughs> but we've, we've seen it, but we've seen the taint spread. Like, Yeah. We know. Yeah. So that's that's what Yoshi knows. Anything so, else? Was it Haruma, Haruma Takana? No, that Yasutada? was Yasutada. Haruma Takana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was Haruma Takana. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> it's weird how you remember things like that. <laughs> it's got to have a little yeah. mnemonic device. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I also put a sweater on Squee. <laughs> Good. Nice. <laughs> Thinking ahead. All yeah. right, so you guys are traveling. You're traveling northeast toward the spine of the world. And you find yourself amidst rich, fertile farmland, teeming with towns, villages, temples, and shrines on the most well-maintained road you've encountered on the journey so far. It's a very heavily populated area. The road is highly congested with people from all walks of life traveling between Baden Pass and Cayuden Bayushi. The road slowly gains in altitude as you make your way into the hills, and the mountains begin to tower over you, reminding you just how indomitable they truly are. The rain, which has been pouring down on you for the past couple days, turns to snow as you climb higher. 
You guys are traveling across this province for about a day, and you guys are going to have to figure out sleeping arrangements here. So either you can camp out, or you can try to figure out some other sort of sleeping accommodations, but it's going to require a skill check. Okay. Are we around like a village? It's a very heavily populated area, yeah. Okay. And then we're traveling towards lion territory? or Yeah, yeah. you guys are getting close to the border between the scorpion and the lion clans. And unlike the, the border between the scorpion and the crab, it's actually a pretty clear-cut border. Whereas between like crab and scorpion, it's there's kind of a big no man's land. But here it's it's very clear cut. And Otosanuchi is that in lion territory? No, it's just past it. Is it in technically? Technically, it's owned uh, by um, imperial royalty. The lands directly around Otosanuchi is imperial controlled. Okay, it doesn't belong to a clan. Okay. Well, what do you guys want to do? Should we uh, maybe talk to mm-hmm. some of the locals? Uh, Ikoma would like to do a check if he's ever uh, played a show around here. <laughs> <laughs> what do you possibly? Um, I would think, right? Because Lion ba- Clan ba- area. You're not far. You're not really <laughs> far have, from Lion territory. He might. He might have done like yeah. a tour out here. Play it out of town. He might have. Um, I don't. This isn't going to be a skill check, but um. You know what? Roll a skill dice, and if you roll a success, then I will say that you you have played here. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, opportunity. Dang. No, I'm sorry. It doesn't look like Kenshi has played here before. I heard there's a lot of good spots, though. <laughs> I can never get on the bill, but... Oh, Baden? <laughs> Playing in Baden. Baden that's, a, that's where you want to play. That's a, Yeah, that's a career-making move right <laughs> there. Where everybody gets seen. It's like the Red Rock Canyon, bro. <laughs> Well, if we didn't want to camp, we could always see if we could stay at one of the temples. We haven't uh, communed with the spirits for quite a while, and we are about to go through some pretty treacherous territory. You know, uh, we've had a bad experience with the temple pretty recently, so I think temple might not be the best idea. I'm willing to take my chances making a camp, but I know last time... You know, Kenshi had a little trouble. Yeah. I don't wanna... <laughs> I'm a bit bougie, so I would like a shelter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could we maybe like rent a room or find? We probably got an, enough money. Yeah, you want to you go to an you want to go to an inn and you want to like uh, try to rent out a room? Yeah, I think yeah. that'd be our best bet. Okay, sure. You guys take off uh, the main trail towards the nearest inn while you guys are having this discussion, and you actually find that the place is completely booked. Oh man! And you know what? You guys walk in and you're hearing people grumbling about how uh, Baden Pass is so full right now, and about how the Lion Clan aren't like letting anybody in, and about how they're like cutting off the border, and how crazy it is because they've never seen anything like this before, and how uh, the Emperor should probably step in and prevent this from happening. That they they've never blocked Baden Pass like this before, and that's just kind of like the general stuff that you're hearing around you. Hey, hey, Burrow. I know we haven't played this card very much. Dude, you're an emerald. You're an emerald captain. Just give it a try, man. Play that card. Go in there confident and just demand a room. See, what, see what happens. Worst case, they say no. They wouldn't dare say no. And I would just, <laughs> I just walk in <laughs> confidently. I, I say, hold, hold my cricket. <laughs> I pass Tomo Squee. I take him. I walk in. I stride right up to the innkeep and I say, Look here. I am an emerald captain. And I'm here on an important mission from the emperor himself. You think the lion clan is going to stop me? You think a 
busy season is going to stop me? You think the snow is going to stop me? No, I demand a room right now for me and my companions so that we can get fully rested and we can be prepared to get across that mountain pass because, damn it, it's not indomitable. I don't care how you describe it, Birdine. Who's this bird? I speak of? <laughs> um, the, in, the innkeep looks very apologetic and, and very afraid. And he says, I'm so sorry, honorable samurai, but my inn is completely booked right now. It, it looks like there's been problems at the border. I think the, the lion clan are like really slowing down or, or, or halting the number of people that they let into their territory. And we're just backed up. We're so far backed up. What's, what's the problem? What, what could be the problem? Why would the lion clan be blocking travelers from going to the capital it's because it's because of the war that's happening right now they're uh they're being really really tight on their borders especially the one through baden pass well we haven't had any trouble getting through any other borders lion clan crab clan scorpion clan it doesn't matter we have these papers and i pull out just the other trump card that orders from the emperor i'm just like look you can read it yourself okay um and and yeah he looks it over and you know uh he um you you can tell he's very afraid of you um, but you are gonna have to Hell make, yeah. you are gonna have to make a skill check. All right, this is gonna be probably command. I'm assuming. Yeah, probably command with what ring? Probably like fire. You're gonna fire this, ring this. this seems, fire it's not, I feel I'm feeling pretty fire. All right, this is gonna be a TN two. Okay, I have one command and two fire. Can I can I help uh, Burrow out? Because I did kind of hype him up. Yeah. Okay, you can aid him. <laughs> All right. Sick. Do you get, you have a skill a, in command. I'm I assuming. do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, I have two skill die and two ring die. I'm keeping three from Tomo's help. Oh, that looks uh, like a bad roll. That's a whole bunch of opportunity. Ooh, that looks yeah. like a real bad roll. Uh, you got three opportunities. Oh, I have, the par- I have the Paragon of Courage. That's a fire uh, a fire distinction. Would this be a courageous act? Running run in here and confronting this, uh, this, I think, I this lowly innkeep? <laughs> I, believe, I believe Paragon of Courage is used to convince people of your courage. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think convincing him of your courage will affect his inn being sold out. Damn it. Then, yeah, let's, I, I'll keep the two opportunity. I got two opportunity. Um, I want to use the two opportunity uh, in this fire check to notice something missing or out of place in the vicinity that is not directly related to the task, or maybe just something strange in this inn amongst all of the hubbub. Hmm. Give me a minute. I have to ponder. All right. All right. All right. This is what it is. This is what happens. And uh, you, you remember some pretty obscure esoteric piece of knowledge you're currently traveling through the yoga lands technically and you remember not too long ago you yourself being a part of the scorpion court or at least having connections to it you know that the yoga daimyo not too long ago ordered um that a shrine of shinsei be put up in all inns within yoga territory and you're looking around this lowly innkeeps uh um, inn and you notice that he does not have a shrine to Shinsei set up anywhere in the main lobby. And that if somebody were to find that, he could potentially be fined or uh, or get into a lot of trouble with the local magistrate. Well, <laughs> I take a look around. And uh, after hearing the bad news about still not being able to have a room, I say, you know, it'd be a shame if uh, during our visit to the emperor, uh, I accidentally let slip that I didn't see a shrine of... Uh, Shinsei around. I'm sure that the, uh, I'm sure that 
your daimyo would. The Yogo Daimyo. I'm sure that the Yogo Daimyo will be in court and may hear about this. <laughs> and and you can see the guy, he gets really frustrated. He's And you can tell he's like, oh, I meant to put that thing up like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> where is it? It's like in my, it's like, it's like in my cellar somewhere. Damn it, where is that thing? Uh, and, and he's like, you know what? You know what? I don't have any more rooms, but. I'll let you I'll let you sleep in my cellar for the night. How about that? As long as you don't let this story spread about me not setting up my is the shrine, shrine is the shrine of, Sh- of Shinsei down there? Uh, he says, as a matter of fact, it is. Yes. All right. Well then, okay. Well, I guess I'll let it slide. All right. So he kind of <laughs> he has one of his other uh, people running the inn with him, kind of take the the desk while uh, or the, like the main area while um, he takes you downstairs into his cellar where he has all of his foodstuffs. And he says, you know, I know it's not much. Um, it's probably not going to be very comfortable, but at least you'll be out of the snow. But you guys are welcome to stay here for the night. And I, I pull out my, uh, my like, water skin, and I, I pour it out, and I'm like, man, my, uh, my sake flask is <laughs> it's, it's run dry. Since, since we're in the cellar, could I uh, possibly fill this up? <laughs> We're already here. <laughs> it's just convenient. And he, he says, yes, it's fine. Just please just. I won't I'll take more sh- than I need. I'll put, I'll put, I'll put the shrine up tomorrow. I'm just really busy tonight. All right. Thank you. You're, you're doing good work. You're going to, you're going to make a large profit. I know it's, <laughs> it's stressful. Customer service is never easy, but you're doing a good job. So you guys uh, set up in the guy's cellar then for the night. I, how many are even with you? It's you three. And then. Plus Akari, plus Subasa. And then the chest Yo, of armor. The chest of armor. So five plus a chest. Plus all your horses and gear. A little tight. <laughs> Bring the horses mm. down in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Innkeep. What are we supposed to do with our horses? It's Leave them out in the cold. <laughs> They'll freeze. <laughs> all right. Anyway, um, yeah, you guys work it out. And you, you guys manage to stay in the, uh, the, the inn for the night. You guys, I'm assuming, wake up the next day and you just move on with your... With your, right, with your I wanna, um, I wanna do a night thing. I wanna have a little talk time with my friends. You wanna have a little talk time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Have a little a talk powwow time. with um, your so buddies. I'm, I'm just lying there and realizing I'm going back to the lion lands. This is Kenshi speaking, not yeah, Yoshi. Kenshi. Okay. Yeah, Kenshi. Yeah, Kenshi. Going back to where he grew up and everything, and he's uh, clutch. I'm clutching my necklace I had as a child that I don't really know much about. I'm like, hey guys, you guys awake? Yeah, I'm up. What's up, man? Mm-hmm. I got, I got a little confession to make. What? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm. Singing <laughs> Foo Fighters. <laughs> I'm actually, um, I guess not a true Lion Clan member. I'm actually an orphan. I was found in the war, and they, they took me in because they saw, they saw the fire inside me of my music and my passion and they accepted me as their own and let me become a lion but I am not a true lion clan member and this may come up and I just want you guys to know this Kenshi you you're in a coma you you bear the family name yes there's no reason for them to question you they accepted me yes they've accepted me but I want you guys to know this this war has affected my life in many ways. 
How could they know? How would just by looking at you would they? I mean, you are pretty. You're pretty famous. You got damn. You got a recognizable face. <laughs> pretty but, fucking good looking, man. You know, you want a good geez. looking person in your family. <laughs> That's probably why they took you in. Yeah, yeah. good looking, great at guitar. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Sandskin. So <laughs> now nah, we'll vouch for you, man. All right, man. Catch I just you. wanted you guys to know, like, life's crazy, man, and glad to be around you guys. And I want you guys to know the real me. After after traveling with you all this time and seeing you in battle and seeing you interact with everyone we've come in contact with this whole time, you're a true lion. You're a true lion to me, Kenshi. Thanks, man. Akari wants to know where you're from originally, if you know. I'm not very sure. I was very young when this all happened, and I was not really told about my past. I It was overlooked. I was young, and there was plenty of other refugees that they were dealing with as well. So, I just got lucky, I guess. I'm not sure. But this, this, this necklace, this means something. I've had it since forever. What does the necklace look like? Uh, Kenshi's necklace is a simple wooden trinket carved in the shape of a woman, attached to a mundane leather cord. Huh. It's pretty hot, right? would would, uh we like know the significance of it does it have any sort of like cultural or historical significance that we might know about you can give me a skill check if you would like since kenshi doesn't seem to know um that i do a could i I do a culture air check to analyze the necklace that'd be great yeah and try to recall maybe if i know anything about it all right, uh, give me a TN2 check, and uh, bonus successes might yield more information. Ooh. Okay, I have one culture and three air. Ooh, I got it. You said, yeah. I, was, you said it was a two? I said it was a two. That's right. All right, I got two successes and one opportunity. Actually, no, no, no. You said bonus successes count for more, huh? I did. So I will do three successes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, you've... Um, Luckily for you, you're you're well studied in the different cultures of people around Rokugan and of the different clans, both major and minor. And uh, you know that uh, simple wood carvings like this, um, put on very simple um, ornamentation, are common things found among the Fox Clan. Mm. And uh, you know specifically that they often will make these little trinkets. Um, you believe that the woman is supposed to represent a kitsunebi, which is a uh, a uh, like a fox, spirit, like a fox spirit, a fox spirit that uh, is a shape changer that often takes the shape of a woman, a human woman. Huh. Ooh. And I tell all this to Kenshi. I'm like Kenshi, this. Uh, I think that this is a totem for a kitsunebi. Uh, this is something that the fox clan would probably would probably have and probably make it makes so much sense because kenji is a stone cold fox (laughs) (laughs) oh that was that was great (laughs) fuck yeah Uh, like man i wish i'd talk to you guys about this sooner this is is groundbreaking for me i'm i may be able to go and find out more about my family yeah and then um, just a, a little bit on top of that, uh, both 
both Kenshi and Burrow would probably know this, that um, the, the Lion Clan and the Fox Clan don't have great relationships. They, they, I'm sorry, they don't have a great relationship. What What's the deal with the Fox Clan in general? Just like a... What's the deal with the Fox Clan? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we would have heard about them and know something about them. What's like their... Their niche? What's their, what's their deal? Yeah, yeah what's their the, niche? What does the Fox say? What, what the Fox say? <laughs> yeah. So the Fox Clan uh, live in um, Kitsune Mori. Um, they are a clan that lives entirely within a forest, not far out of crane territory, kind of in between crane and crab territory, to be honest. You would have passed by their territory going through the hare clan um, lands, actually, or you would have gone near it, I should say. Uh, and uh, yeah, they, they live in the forest and uh, they are a clan that is in tune very closely with nature and specifically the trees and the for, uh, the lands of their clan. And they're kind of sent there by the emperor to look over that forest, which is believed to have very powerful spiritual energies. And it's and they're not in the Shinamen forest? They're not in the Shinamen forest. It's a different okay. forest, no. But what was the forest? The Kitsune Mori, uh, Kitsune Mori, or you can just call it the Fox Forest. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and so their kind, their role really more or less is to is to protect the Fox Forest, uh, which is believed by the Emperor and the Hante line to have spiritual powers. Interesting. Very That's cool. tight. That is what mm. the Fox says. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kenji, I think we're more than happy to uh, to help you get in tune with uh, your past you know if there's anything we can do to help i'm more than willing to help especially if it's near crab lands you know i i got some sway in the crab lands so okay he's <laughs> so a governor yeah, yeah. Governor. <laughs> mm-hmm. he's the boy governor, governor. <laughs> i uh thank my friends and give them little kisses on the forehead as he goes go to sleep. Oh, and then i go back to sleep <laughs> so peacefully <laughs> <laughs> Was there any other character moments you guys wanted to have? No, I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> right, so you guys wake up the next day, and traveling further towards the mountains, you eventually come to a small city nestled at the bottom of a wide mountain pass. You can see that the city is an economic linchpin for the entire region, sitting on the busiest road in the empire at the gate between northern and southern Rokugan. It bristles with energy as travelers, peasants, merchants, samurai, ronin, monks, and priests from all over the empire line its streets. And you can see here that the inns are completely full and overflowing with people out onto the streets. And uh, you're walking amongst the streets and you kind of hear the general uh, din of voices and you you often hear them complaining of the cold and uh, the general lack of of accommodations in, in the city right now. And you can see that just beyond the city, uh, the pass travels northeast further into the mountains. And you guys know that you're in Baden, which is one of the the like major economic linchpins of Rokugan. Well, guys, I think we should uh... go shopping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shopping, shopping episode. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say, Kenji. <laughs> Um, before we go any further, I want to, um, the, uh, my school ability, the mystical scripts, oh, okay. um, I want to prepare a number of scrolls to hand out to everybody. I, I think I want to do, I want to make three scrolls of the embrace of Kenro Jijin. That's the, um, the like stone melding one. Cool. From yeah. When we travel up into this, into this mountain pass. Hey, that might be useful. And I, uh, give them to, uh, Tomo. 
and Kenshi and Akari. Uh, I was going to say, is it going to be Akari or Subasa? <laughs> I feel like Subasa can handle himself. Yeah. No, he's already got like half a dozen. <laughs> he just adds it to the pile. Because <laughs> that will be tight if we all just can fucking... <laughs> just rock climb. Just walk up this mountain. <laughs> rock climb, no just problem. go around the traffic jam. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys are in Baden. Snowing. You know, the pass is uh, uh, just uh, just looming ahead, and you got the mountains. You guys are in sort of like a mountain town right now. And what do you guys do? Um, well, as I was saying, we should definitely go shopping. <laughs> um, but I, I think we should get our, like, papers in order and make sure we're really, you know, we got everything in check. We... It's probably be a cool place to get gifts for the emperor or something. Or for oh, some people. Not a oh, bad idea. yeah. Not a bad let's idea. Just, oh, yeah. Let's just get like a little, let's get like, you know, general supplies and just skim over that. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe we get some climbing gear or something to help okay. with the snow and all of that. Yeah. Um, but it, then, yeah, gifts for the emperor. That sounds the, like a good idea. For yeah. the sake of managing minutia, uh, just, um, just, yeah, just tell me what you want and I'll just assume that you guys got it without any hassle. And you know it's it's a it's a busy it's a busy city. Uh, you guys have the money. You guys are samurai. You're an emerald magistrate. Uh, you're you, you were like a musician for a provincial daimyo. Tomo is a governor. You guys have money. I'm not yeah, worried yeah, about yeah. that. So as long as it's a reasonable thing, I'll just assume you guys bought yeah, it. Yeah. So I mean, we'll stock up on all of the regular rations. We'll stock up on wood. I feel like we should get some like picks to like mm-hmm. climb. Maybe some like snowshoes or whatever. Some chains um, for the <laughs> some for chains the for the for the wagon. <laughs> chains for the wagon. Um, I don't know oil. I don't know if we would you know for lanterns or lamps or torches or whatever you know i've got a little bit of uh artisan abilities i i'm good with my design could i maybe like find some art or something okay maybe some nice art for the the gift for the emperor yeah we find a yeah local artist interesting let me think about that how do i want to handle that i like that idea a lot okay Buying items as a downtime activity or during a narrative scene in which a character has access to a market, the character can make a commerce water check with a TN equal to the rarity of an item to find that item for sale. They can purchase the item for its listed price. Uh, the attempt to get the merchant to give the item and seek restitution for the Lord's local representative and whatever, that's a different thing. And then you get TN adjustments based on location. This is a major city, so it's going to be a minus three to the TN. Make it a much easier thing. But what would the TN of a fine piece of art be. I do have pretty good commerce. I have two commerce. I'll allow you to make either a commerce check or an aesthetics check. Yeah, I have two commerce. I only have one water, so either way, it's going to be tricky. I'll only be able to keep one. Hold on. I do have a void point, though. We all age you. We're all shopping together. We're all just giving our giving our <laughs> our two cents. Like, oh, that yeah. one looks pretty good, man. Yeah, I mean, if the you guys, symmetry on that. If you guys have some commerce skill, <laughs> I don't have any commerce. I don't have any commerce. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna say it's uh to find something really nice. It'll be uh it's a TN seven. Lucky number seven. Minus three. TN four. Find something Ooh. real nice. Jeez. Mm. Find something real nice. Can we aid? Can Can Kenshi and I both aid? Like we're all shopping together. Sure. I don't have commerce, but you get a ring die. Okay. Yeah. Could I get a ring? They can what? aid me a ring die? I'll allow them to both aid you, sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Let me get some of those dice. Now, you said this is going to be a commerce check, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, 
with uh, Kenshi and Burrow both helping pick a gift, I've got three ring dice and two skill dice, and I'll be able to keep three of them. And he said it's a TN7 minus three, so TN4. Make it a TN4, yeah. Come on, babe. All right, I need some mm -hmm. explodies. All right. If I can roll one more success with my one explodey. Mm hmm Oh, yeah, mm. we did it. Nice. Fuck yeah. I was thinking really, really hard, so I took a good amount of strife. I took, so overall, I got four successes, three strife, and one opportunity. And I'll just use that opportunity to cancel one of those strife. So four successes and two strife. And, uh, wow, pretty cool. How'd you, how, what did you do to accumulate that strife? We, we went to a lot of shops, and you know how it goes. Like, you know how shopping is. You go to the first store, okay, it's fine. We can browse, mm -hmm. but after the third or fourth store, you're yeah. you're coming up empty-handed. The you're shopping getting... montage, is yeah. just nah. <laughs> like the song's going on a little too long. You're getting discouraged. You're getting a little stressed out. You're starting to get kind of hungry too, mm -hmm. but you just want to keep shopping. You know, get food afterwards. But finally, the three of us agree. Man, this piece of art, beautiful. Describe the piece of art to us. Yeah, so it's a it's a battle scene. Uh, painted on a beautiful canvas. The canvas is perfectly crafted. The colors are vibrant, but they're tasteful. They're very tasteful. It's not gory. There's no gore. Um, but it depicts several samurai approaching a, a small fortress ready to battle. And they all look very, very powerful, very ready to go. And it's framed in a, a lovely wooden frame. And uh, we all agree that the emperor is just gonna love this. Very cool. You you find it, and you're talking to the 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 artist who is selling it, and um, you know it's a pretty exquisite piece, but uh, the price he's asking for it is beyond what you think it's worth. Far beyond what you think it's worth. And uh, to be honest, you don't have enough money to pay for it. He is saying though that uh, if you don't have the money, he'd be willing to make a trade for it. And I want to talk to him. I I'm blunt. I'm a blunt guy. I know what things are worth, and I'm a governor. And I say, look, we have artisans in my village, and I'm from the Crablands, and we, you know, we may not respect the arts as much as some people in the north do, but we know their value. This art is beautiful, but it is clearly overpriced, and I feel that you are price gouging me and my party. You know we're foreigners, but this is unacceptable. I'd I'd be willing to buy this at a lesser price. I'd be happy to buy this at a lesser price, but what you're asking is simply unacceptable for a piece like this. I know how many hours it takes to craft something like this, and I know what these materials are worth, and you are charging far too much for this. Okay. I'm going to need a skill check. <laughs> okay. Um, either another, uh, another commerce or command. I'll allow you to decide which one you think. I think both of those would make sense for this, for this what's happening right now, uh, but I'll let you choose which one you want to make it. I'd rather do commerce. Okay. Um, Makes sense to me, sure. A commerce, maybe a fire. Cause, so how would it be a fire? How would it be your fire ring that you're using? I guess just because I'm I'm getting kind of heated, you know. I'm I'm sort of like instigating this guy. I'm not being nice about my negotiating. I'm not saying you know, could you please help us out? I'm saying this is clearly overpriced, and you're clearly you know what you're doing. You know this is wrong, and we deserve better. So it's a TN three. All right. I got three fire and two commerce. All right, let's see if I can get this. TN3. Yikes. 
that's uh that's not gonna do it yeah unfortunately this guy um this merchant that you're well he's not a merchant he's an artist who has done very well for himself selling his art in Baden. he's not as easily intimidated by a lot of people that you'd meet uh you can see here around that he has quite a bit of money and he's actually hired a number of people as like bodyguards to protect him so he's not as intimidated by force and you can tell that he's kind of sizing you guys up you guys are a bunch of samurai and um you guys are dressed nicely and have really nice equipment and he can tell you guys are worth something and all that bit about being a governor he he it kind of just in it Damn. made him feel even more <laughs> like he might be able to get a good price out of this uh and he's not budging on the price but like he said he's willing to make a deal for it to make a trade or so if he thinks it's worth it if it's a fair trade let me uh talk to my companions and maybe we'll see what we can trade you for okay i don't really have anything to trade him honestly you have nothing <laughs> not i mean i no not well i have that gem i have the you have the gem the ruby you do don't you <laughs> you're fucking fake you, you too don't you <laughs> dude you guys, you guys fuck, have stuff fuck the side quest let's just get rid of it get it off our hands damn yeah it's pretty tempting yeah what do you guys what do you guys have that you guys think it might be worth something for a trade yeah i mean i mentioned I it mentioned, is an exquisite piece of art and I, you know that it's something the emperor would like i mentioned to the guys i pull i i flash the it's a it was a ruby right it was it was a ruby yeah i flashed the ruby i'm like hey i have i mean i have the ruby from the from all right i mean look bro hair castle none of us have any personal connection to the hair clan so it's not sentimental and frankly, if we try and bring that up with the Emperor, who knows, like, what kind of response that's going to bring for anyone. Why risk it? Just trade it for a gift that we know the Emperor will like. Yeah, that's kind of true. We could basically fence it right here and now. That, that's very true. <laughs> you guys up for it? I mean, he already destroyed the... <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit about this thing. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I I think I'm up for it. I don't have anything else on. Yeah, we don't. I mean, everything else would be like a freaking sacred weapon or something, which I feel like is much. You can more... tell he's eyeing that naginata on the. Yeah, that's what I figured cart. he was going for. Was yeah. like the sacred naginata or something, or I mean, the armor. I the armor's probably locked up. He's probably just eyeing the chest. Yeah, like, he knows. He knows we have some. He see. He sees your guys' cart full of equipment. He he's knows like, we These got guys some have something. Stuff. I mean, I don't use the Naginata. But I think that the but Ruby would be... I, I'm a little bit... We're going to present the Naginata. So, okay, so you uh, yeah. you guys are talking about all this, and Kuniakari speaks up, and she says, the Naginata is a sacred artifact yeah. of I, the Crap Clan. You cannot give well, that yeah, away. Yeah, and, and it's an artifact from Shiro Haruma. Yeah, exactly. she said to trade that away for a piece of art, even as nice as this, even for you, the intentions that you have, would be a crying shame. Yeah. Well, Akari, what do you think about trading the Ruby? And she looks at it, she's looking at the ruby, and she's looking at, No, she's not looking, sorry. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> she's thinking about... She's thinking about the ruby, and she's thinking about everything that happened and with the hair clan, and she says, I'm not, I'm not sure what that ruby has anything to do with anything. Uh, she, she doesn't really know what to do about it, and she doesn't know what any of it means. You can tell she's very skeptical about trading it away, but she doesn't have any real concrete reason for it. Well, let's see if the sky will take it. I... Wait, wait, wait. Bayushi, you got anything crazy in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Suba, so what you got, you wild card? 
Um, you know what? You can tell he's uh, still a little bit ashamed of uh, buying uh, uh, poison for <laughs> Kaito, and he seems a little bit leery, and he seems kind of like he just wants to stay out of this. Uh, he doesn't have anything. Okay, I'm I'm up for offering the ruby. What about Akari's uh, headband? Nah, that's super cool. <laughs> just give away that can't, brand we can't, new we gift. Can't, can't re-gift. Nah, we can't re-gift. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's give away that ruby. Yeah, I think that the ruby, I think you have a good point. The ruby might be sketchy if we... It, it could very well be sketchy. If and we it, bring it do up Do you think later. we should ask for something else? Since the ruby is well, so tight. Is it? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it might not be. Let's, yeah, let's, maybe. Let's, let's see what we'll take. Yeah, I, 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 hand, I hand the ruby over to Tomo. All right. So I got the ruby, and I want to talk to the guy. This may very well be worth more than the art, but I want you to inspect this ruby and tell me what you think of it and what you'd be willing to trade for this. He kind of looks down his nose at it. He's kind of looking at it from different angles, he, and he takes it from you, and um, he calls over some of the people he runs his, his little establishment with, and they're kind of looking it over, and they pull out those big like magnifying lenses, and they're like mm-hmm. looking at it through their eyes, you know, and they're inspecting it. And they're talking amongst themselves for a little bit, um, and they come back and they say, uh, yeah, this would be an appropriate trade. We'll trade this piece of art for this, this ruby that you have. All right. I accept it. Beautiful. <laughs> the Nick's fucking face right now is making me doubt everything that just happened. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? Maybe that ruby's cursed and maybe we like got totally. off easy. I know. That's, yeah, that's kind of, there's something up with it. There was something <laughs> up with that thing. There was clearly some mystery behind it. We're trading it for goodwill. It's exactly. fine. We're going to, it's, we're going to make the emperor happy. He's going to like us. It's going to all work out. I think so. Cool. Well, I take that, that uh, beautiful painting, tuck it safely away in the cart, make sure it doesn't get rained on. And How do you procure it in the cart, I wonder? I kind of want to put it in the chest with uh, Yoshi. <laughs> with his armor? <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I want to show it to Yoshi, because Yoshi hasn't, you know, he hasn't been able to enjoy fine art for a while, and I know that he, you know, he's a fan of the finer things in life, so I would like to show it to Yoshi. Yoshi, what do you think of this? This is badass, dude. Those guys are like <laughs> buff as hell. Oh yeah, they're, <laughs> they're dude, lean, bro. I think one of them's wearing full plate armor, and oh yeah, dude, kind of like, looks like you. Yeah, kind of looks, dude. Maybe I think that's why I liked it so yeah. much. <laughs> it spoke to you. <laughs> it's just a vanity piece. <laughs> hey Yoshi, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this in here with you just for safekeeping. If that's is that okay? Ah, uh, give me something to look at. Yeah, sure. Well, hey, all right, uh, cool. <laughs> all right okay i'll think about that <laughs> cool all right uh, so you've procured this magnificent piece of art and you've traded the um the ruby that you found in shiro usagi for it is there anything else you guys want to do in baden uh, i think i think we're good yeah, yeah like we, we need to start climbing this mountain pretty good yeah got all our like winter supplies make sure we're really prepared for it yeah yeah okay you, yeah so you guys have all the equipment that you would need for uh traveling in this in the mountain and uh cold weather and snow okay all right so i'm assuming you guys are going to travel can you continue traveling along the road yeah, yeah let's yeah let's get to the border um Just pushing the crowd out of the way We're... <laughs> oh shit you guys wait i got some drugs on me <laughs> no. uh, oh crossing the border with yeah. drugs yeah Dude. Uh, hey, I don't want to ask Sue, so what's the best Dude, way to just, cross the border? Hide it in Yoshi's butt. Just keister hey, him. I, yeah, just keister him. Should I, should I keister him? 
<laughs> you think they'll search us that bad? They don't have. Uh, I f- does, does, Roku, does Rokugan have they're drug, gonna, drug dogs? Oh, dude, they're not going to strip search Rokugan us. Rokugan doesn't, but the lion might. <laughs> I'm just going to say if any clan had dr- like drug surfing <laughs> dogs, it would be the lion. They're clan. just the cops of Rokugan. <laughs> kind of are. Yeah, yeah, they they kind of are. are. They're, they're the DEA. <laughs> um, so I want to, like, does our. Uh, does our carriage have a dashboard or something mm-hmm. that I can, like, <laughs> <laughs> can I like hide them in the dash or something <laughs> underneath a wheel well or <laughs> I don't know. Oh shit, guys! Um, just gonna have to play. We just have to play it by ear, man. Nah, we we really gotta we gotta make sure everything's in check. We got <laughs> all the papers. You get a bunch of drugs. <laughs> You bought poison. The poison. Oh, okay. You bought poison, all right? Let's be completely clear about okay, what okay. this he owns. The, the chicken ketsu. <laughs> um, oh, man. Where should I put this? Dude, you probably hide him in Yoshi's armor. No, yeah. they're going to search. For you sure, so? they're going to open up our chest. It's sacred armor, man. Yeah, but they're going to want to Dude, just keep it on you and just throw a big fit if they try to search you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How dare they search us, anyway? You know we what? Have, we do have, like, the Emperor's, like... Well, I thing. know, but you know what, guys? I think uh, I think I might need to put these near my taint. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Are you going to keister them? You're doing it? I, I, I'm not down to keister them, but maybe like... Yeah, the keister sounds deadly. <laughs> the keistering yeah, key key sounds deadly. poison does yeah, not... Yeah, exactly. Sound. Like, who knows? I, I don't trust that Rokugani paper, you yeah. know? <laughs> We're not back in the Crablands. Like, that stuff's, that stuff's triple ply. <laughs> but here, I don't know. Jesus. Yeah, I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the ketsu kind of like in my undergarments. We got this. Just everyone play it cool. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, let's do this. You're walking funny now. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> oh man. This is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the pass is long, miles and miles of snow-covered road littered with people of all types. The cold gray mountains, majestic and uncaring, howl incessantly, and your body begins to grow numb. Sharp, jagged peaks surround you in every direction, like the fangs of an unfathomably ancient beast. Inns and tea houses line the road, all of them turning people away. Traffic on the pass has slowed to a crawl, and people stand huddled together for warmth in the falling snow. The pass comes to a narrow point in the road where the hills on either side become impressively steep. A single wooden tower looms over you, built into the side of the hill. Flags flap in the frigid air, bearing the mon of the Lion Clan. Here, the Lion Clan has made a makeshift barricade, and a virtual army of soldiers led by fully armored samurai thoroughly investigate everyone. Paperwork is checked and then rechecked by a long chain of officers. Personal belongings are ransacked. Carts are dismantled and rebuilt on the spot. Weapons are confiscated and only given back to samurai of status. Merchants' wares are tested and often destroyed. Priests are made to disrobe and stand naked in the cold. And everyone... Man or woman, young or old, peasant or samurai, is interrogated. Tobo, keister it. Oh, my God. <laughs> keister it now. I, I, I shift the bag Get ever closer. 
<laughs> this is not looking good. Oh my god. I'm like, yeah, we're getting closer. I'm seeing how like thoroughly they're checking everybody. <laughs> and I'm getting really nervous. <laughs> Guys, I'm only 16. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Kenshi wants to do like a roll to see if he recognizes any of uh, his fellow uh, line members, maybe like in line working or anything that maybe hmm. we, we could go in their lane and <laughs> go through the fast lane. Yeah, go through like the home, like the lane with the homies where it's like, you know, um, <laughs> where we might get a pass. Yeah. All right. Like, so you're going to try to see if there's anyone working. Uh, on this barricade through the, this this checkpoint that you know mm-hmm. that you yeah, can like, so give it a slide yeah. through. Mm-hmm. Wait, what if we just fought them all? Uh, <laughs> no. All right. Um, what 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 skill do you want to use to try to do this? Would it be skullduggery? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Man, that's just like a luck check, really. Just like knowing if. I have an idea. You know what? We're just going to get away from the L5R dice uh, for just a minute. How about you roll percentile dice? And if you roll under your status, you find somebody okay. that would be able to vouch for you. So I have to do under my status, huh? Yeah, go under your status. Yeah, that seems more appropriate. Because if you're the emperor and you have 100 status, anybody would be able to vouch for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, true. So I have 35 status. So, oh, <laughs> well, you might find somebody you know. Come on, roll low, baby. Yes, I got a 12. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Wow. All right, Kenshi, um, luckily, actually does find somebody that he knows. Um, he finds uh, a um, a samurai that he is uh, a, he served with, and um, you recognize him, and, and uh, what do you say to him? Mm, is he a Ikoma? Or is probably probably some random... You know, actually, this is the Matsu family. Matsu you're family? you're, you're going to be traveling into Matsu territory, and these are all Matsu samurai. But you uh, you know him through um, your life prior to this living in the Lion Lands. Uh, he serves with the Matsu family, and you guys are going to be traveling through Matsu territory in this border. But uh, he served with you before, and you guys have gotten along before um, from a previous um, mm-hmm. your your previous court life. You've met him before. Okay, yeah, I just I see him. I go, guys, go to that lane. And I just yell his name, and I'm just doing like a big wave. I'm like, yo, hey, man, long time no see. Like, dude, it's so good to see you. And he says, oh, my gosh, it's Ikoma Kenshi. Wow, I, it is such an honor to see you again. And he's uh, he's generally uh, favorable towards you. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's being nice to you. He's happy to see you. Yeah, I have so many adventures to talk to you about, man. I'm just in such a hurry right now. We have to, we're going to meet the emperor, and, like, we're running a little late. So, I mean, we got to, we got to. We gotta get through this, so you know, like it's so cool to see you, man. Like, can we talk while we get all this stuff done real quick? And he says, Oh my gosh, wow, you're gonna you guys are going to see the Emperor? What's that all about? I say, Oh yeah, check this out. Come meet these guys. Like, these are gonna be <laughs> traveling, man. This is awesome. Like these guys and I introduce um my homeboys. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, dude, show show them show them the show them. Oh the, yeah, show them the armor. Sh- Let's show them yeah. the armor. Oh yeah, we show the armor. We show, yeah, yeah. Show him the like letter from the emperor, dude. It's yeah, I'm like, I'm like, it's like I'm, sign from hello, him, dude. A, ple- a pleasure to meet you. Yes, let check it out, <laughs> dude. He's like, we're gonna meet the emperor. Remember, I told you about my dream about like performing in front of the emperor. This is gonna happen, man. Like, look at this. Wow. Yeah, and I tell him me and me and Burrow, we we were in the Shadowlands. We uh, helped reclaim uh, Shiro Haruma. 
That's that's why we're going to see the emperor because we were on an, an epic mission. I show him the Naginata, and uh, yeah, tell him. Dude, tell him they about beat Yoshi's the tank out of a whole castle. And at this point, you're actually you guys are actually kind of drawing a little bit of a crowd. There's a lot of people paying attention now. We're just generally epic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, and uh, the samurai that you're talking to, the lion samurai that you're talking to, is kind of blown away. He's like, "Wow, I didn't even know." I I'll be honest, I had heard that story about Shiro Haruma and what was going on in the Shadowlands. I didn't even know if it was true or not. Uh, and uh, and he's really proud of Kenshi mm-hmm. for being able to move on with his life. Um, last time he talked to you, you were serving for some Ikoma provincial daimyo up north. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how you got south into the Crablands, but that's a story for another time. Um, and he says, you know what? Of course, anything for samurai. You, you guys are heroes. You shouldn't be waiting in line with these rabble with this rabble with these peasants and he kind of like beckons you guys up to the front of the line so you guys don't have to wait much to the chagrin of everybody who you're now cutting in line (laughs) but again they're mostly peasants and people of the lower class and unfortunately they're sort of used to being stomped on by samurai so it was like one guy next to me he's looking pretty sour i'm like say something (laughs) say something yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, yeah, and um, and uh, he says to Kenshi, like, yeah, it's great to see you. I have to get back to work, obviously. Um, I I have duties to tend to right now. Um, but he, yeah, he let you guys cut in line, and you guys figure at the rate that the line is moving, you guys might have just shaved off like hours of waiting there. So hell yeah, Heck yeah, yeah, it's a good call, good call. Mm-hmm. Kenshi, you are the fucking man. So connected. Dude. You say you're not a real lion? Look at that. They love you. They love you. <laughs> All right, so you guys are waiting there in line, and uh, the the samurai are, the lion samurai are thoroughly checking uh, the people in front of you, and they are not leaving any stone unturned. They're going through all of their packs. They're going through their cart. They're going through their clothes. They're patting them down. They're going through everything, checking their paperwork, once, twice, three times, over and over and over again. Um, and you kind of maybe feel like a lot of this is a sense of just trying to prevent people from going into the lion territory, like in general. But you've never seen anything like this, this level of like security detail. They're taking this very, very seriously, not letting anybody into the lion territory. Um, while you guys are waiting there, you guys notice the man behind you. He looks like he's in really bad shape. Uh, he's an older man. Um, and he's huddled up on his on his walking stick, and he looks like he's really tired, and uh, he just looks in general like he's in really bad shape, and you figure he might have been standing in line here to get through the border for, like, hours, like, maybe close to, like, all day trying to get through here, and, um, yeah, he just looks like he's in really bad shape. What do you guys do? Guys, we can't have any sympathy right now. Yeah, I was going to say just ignore him. Ignore him. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Sorry, but... (laughs) um, I want to go up to him and apologize for us advancing in front of him, and I want to offer him some sake. Dole the pain. Dole the pain. Look, I'm sorry. We're on a very important mission. We have to do this, but please allow me to pour you a drink to help you get through these hard times he's like blown away by your uh by your uh, compassion for him and he's humbled and he graciously accepts it and he says thank you thank you so much uh and he starts talking to you a little bit he says my name is my name is ryudo and it's i've never seen anything like this before this is just crazy I, the lion clan 
they're really taking this war very seriously and they're not letting anybody into their territory. And as he's drinking this sake, he like pulls it up to his mouth and like he's so cold and his hands are so numb that he drops the 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 uh, this the cup of sake that you've given him into the snow and it's like his hands are just like starting to uh, look really really bad and he's just in horrible shape sir uh, it seems like i need to refill your cup <laughs> <laughs> you help him you really like let me get my funnel yeah <laughs> i pick the cup up um i refill it and i like can get i the, like bring it to his lips get the and... beer bong out of the yoshi chest <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do we have like a spare blanket or something? We we did just re. We did just get a bunch of bunch of warm. Do you supplies. have any like a way to like make him like heal him like through like a scroll or anything? I mean, like I have that? path to inner peace. If it's just like if he's like, if you really want to heal him, you could just make a medicine check. I'll allow that. You can figure out something to to comfort him. Aid him a little bit. Yeah, I you know I was gonna ignore him initially. I'm 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 focused on the mission, but then I I see that you know he pours the he drops the glass of sake, and I'm just like, ah, oh, it's just Akari nudges it's, you like, do something. Yeah, it's just it's too hard. It's too hard to see, and like, you know, I cave and I go over and I, uh, I say, give me a moment, sir. Let me let me let me look over you. Okay, make and, a, yeah, I do a medicine check. On make him. a TN two medicine check. Um, well, let's say this is your water ring. All right, I have one medicine and two water. Duh. Oh, that looks like a bad roll. Hmm? Yeah, no, I didn't get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, uh, and I can only keep two, so I guess a success and an opportunity. Uh, yeah, um, I'll keep a success and an opportunity. I can't really do much with the opportunity. If I would have succeeded, I would have... Uh, done the task more efficiently <laughs> i look over him very efficiently and i'm just like can't do anything about it sorry <laughs> so you know from your check that uh you know that, that that this man is about to pass out from exhaustion and he and it might look like frostbite might start setting in he doesn't have all of the proper clothes for uh traveling in such cold climate he wasn't expecting to be stopped like this you know and it, and it looks like if he doesn't get good attention soon, he might just like pass out from ex from his exhaustion. Uh, you try to do what you can with the equipment you have to to heat him up, to warm him up. Um, you you have a number of herbs and uh, in your pouch that you can use to try to uh, mend his aching limbs and his and his joints, but it doesn't seem like it's gonna do any be enough to like actually prevent him from passing out. But you know that he's like on the verge of exhaustion right here now. He's in really bad shape. Could we maybe just like light a torch for him? Provide him some fire, some warmth. Maybe give him a. Or should we just hail yeah. the guards over and be like, "This maybe man's gonna die." No, I don't want to hail the guards. <laughs> we've we've pushed our luck. I'd say either we give him like a spare robe, or yeah, maybe like give him some fire. We'll probably have a robe. We'll give him some warm clothes. We just picked up a whole bunch. Okay, you guys give him some spare clothes. Um, and he, he thanks you kindly for it, but you can tell he's still like in really bad shape. We've done all we can. We, we have. I, I apologize to him for not doing more, but yeah, I tell him we, we have an important mission and we have to move. Okay. The shitty situation for everybody. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Man, the only thing though is if the GM brings something up like that. This is like a Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's going to be like a, some... Exactly. He's the emperor. <laughs> I, 
Is there more we can do? Come on. What do we have? I mean, everyone else can just do like a mess. And Can't you? Don't you? Can you? Uh, maybe do your, your sing a little song for him. Yeah. Can you do the <laughs> your ability? Maybe take some of his strife uh, away. Oh, really? strife away? <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> I I could just do path to inner peace on him too. Do the invocation, heal him, and take strife away. I think. I mean, you guys can't go around healing every. Yeah, every that's guy, the thing. Right? That's the thing. No, yeah, we can't. I you mean, know, but he's an old guy, you know. He's all alone. He's cold. But it was just chance that put us right in front of him. It's not our not our responsibility. Was it just chance or was it the kami? I want to spend forty five minutes communing with the spirits. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not enough time. Forty five minutes with of real of real lifetime. <laughs> and his like elements just look like just exhausted and stuff like that. Yeah. While you guys are deliberating over what you should do, he passes out into the snow just from sure exhaustion. And he's now laying on his side in the snow. Guys, let's take him with us. Let's add him to our party, put him in the carriage, and let's let's take him as far as we need to take him. All right. Then pick him up and put him in the carriage, Tomo. What, what, what if he has, like, what if he's, like, tainted or something? I don't know. I, I vote to, I vote to leave him. I vote to, I vote to not care. But Tomo, if you really want to, if your heart is hurting, then... Feel free. We have room in the, we have room in the cart. A, I'm not helping you lift him up. How does Akari feel about this situation? She reminds you that compassion is one of the tenets of Bushido and that he seems to be just an old man who needs help and she feels like maybe they, you guys should do something to protect him. Bayushi Tsubasa, on the other hand, says he agrees with Burrow. He says, like, <laughs> we can't just stop and we can't just stop our tracks for any person on the side of the road who needs help. We'd never get to where we're going. We've, we've skipped over and people he, who have needed our help before. All right. Look, and he agrees I, with Kenshi and he says he might be tainted. No, we know nothing about this man. Look, I can't let this man die in the snow. We'll put him in the cart. If the border patrol questions us, we'll leave him. But if they don't, we'll carry on with him. And yeah, I'm going to pick him up, and I'm going to put him in the cart, and let's proceed. Ryudo, I'm going to make sure we uh, we get you through and we keep you healthy. And I just whisper down to Squee, another mouth to feed. <laughs> All right. So you guys managed to hoist him up onto your cart, correct? Or, you just, it, or you just leave him there? Just me. Yeah, no, Tomo. It's just Tomo. It's just Tomo? Else, I, don't think I explicitly said I didn't help. All right. And I'm also kind of starting to chafe a little bit from that Ketsu, so it's like... I'm, I'm... <laughs> Kenshi, do you help? Yeah, I help him. Yeah, all right. All right, Kenshi, Tomo, gain one honor for compassion. Um, bro, lose one honor. Ah, fuck <laughs> you guys. Hey, whatever. So you, you hoist him up onto your cart, and he also has a pack with him. Um, a really, a really big pack, and it's all really tightly, all packed together. And, and you throw that on his cart too. Uh, and you, it's now your turn to travel through the uh, the lion checkpoint. And they're interrogating you. They're asking you everything about where you're going. You know. Um, and one of the one of the guards starts uh, searching through Ryudo, who you recently picked up off the ground. Um, and he's searching through him, and he's going through his pack, and. Um, and he asks, the guards ask, like, well, who, who is this man? What, what was his deal? What, what, why did you pick him up? How do you know him? Passed He's... out right behind us, and, um, you know, we don't want to just leave a body lying there. We were clearly more equipped for travel than he was, and we had the space, and we're headed in the same direction, so. 
You're just here to drop him off somewhere where he can be rehabilitated after. Obviously, he's not even awake right now, so we don't know much about him. Okay. The the guard from the the checkpoint who was like searching you guys, he's going through Ryudo's pack and he finds what looks like something wrapped up in this really precious cloth material and he pulls it out of his pack and he finds two immaculately crafted swords, a katana and a wakazashi, and they're uh, they're beautifully designed in the green and yellow and they have like talons. Um, engraved sort of on like the pommel of each of the swords and the guards looking at it he says this is this is an inc- these are incredible swords these are amazing and he kind of looks at you and he says you might want to do a little closer vetting about who you let onto your carts if you don't even know he had these on him and he says who knows who this guy might be and that's where we're going to end this episode Mm, yeah. Yeah, dude. Sketchy, sketchy yeah. old man. Oh, man. <laughs> when he brought, brought up, and I was like, oh, God, he's going to be tainted. There's going to be something. Well, maybe he's just some fucking badass. An old badass. An old yeah. badass. Hey, but if he was passing out in the snow, I mean, he's not going to be a threat to us. He might get one hit in, but. But, dude, what if it's all just a ploy? What if it's all like a trick to just. So that he didn't catch yeah. all the flack for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold that, uh. That Willy Wonka opening scene when he limps out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He just he's faking the whole thing, so he has a, a better chance of getting through. Well, that's fine. I mean, we did him a favor. He's not gonna. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna turn on us. I hope. We don't know shit about this guy. You, you don't know anything about this guy. Behind, behind the soji, you know. Yeah, yeah let's we'll, really we'll, we'll speculate. It. We save the speculation. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I'm I'm bummed it's ending right there. <laughs> That's a good, good thing we're recording another one right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Usually we're edged for a whole week or two. Uh, I'll, I guess I'll do the shout out now for good the character. Stuff. Might as well. Yeah. When else would I do it, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the character of Ryudo was sent to us by Christian H. Uh, this was one of our patron NPCs that got sent to us uh, for being one of the, the first 10 uh, people to sign up for our Patreon. Oh, so, nice! That's the, the first, the first patron NPC, and I almost just completely yeah. said fuck him. <laughs> hey, Christian, I got your back. I'm not gonna leave you out in the snow, man. I'm sorry, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. For, uh... We'll take better care of of, of Ryudo. <laughs> oh, man. that was a close one. You could have just let him die. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> we just let the first character shout out. That would have been a, that would have been a bad look. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Thanks, okay. Christian. Yeah, this I'm I'm excited to see uh, what he has in store. Yeah, me too. What Rito has in store for us. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode thirteen. Yep, thirteen. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode thirteen of season two of Podcast of the Five Rings. If you enjoy the show, check out our website, podcastofthefiverings.com, for show notes and links to more content relating to these episodes. You can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pot5r for access to two new bonus shows and other exclusive patron-only content. Please leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening to your podcasts and like and subscribe to the show it would really help us out. We appreciate it a whole bunch. You can tweet at us at 
pot5r on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast of the Five Rings. And you can check out and contribute to our subreddit, r slash pot5r, if you feel so inclined. Uh, we also have a Discord server that we often hang out in and chat with the fans and talk about the show and talk about video games and other random stuff. And it's a good time. And there's a link to join that on our website, podcastofthefiverings.com. I want to shout out all of our supporters and contributors, Dylan Munoz, for doing all of our album art and being a freaking cool guy. Mm -hmm. That's at Dylan Munoz Tattoo on Instagram. Uh, I want to shout out Brandon Spain for making the music that we use in our episodes. And I want to shout out all of our patrons, um, especially the first 10 patrons. Uh, yeah. We Finally, we got to see the first NPC uh, <laughs> from, from the first 10 patrons, and that was uh, pretty pretty exciting, actually. And I'm super stoked to see all the other ones that you guys have uh, made and that we'll get to meet because Nick's really the only one that like got read like all the details and knows where he's going to put them and all that. So we're kind of, the rest of us are all in the dark. Yeah. yeah there's, some, I, there's some really cool ones. I'm actually, I'm already thinking ahead of places I could put them. And I, I think they could come into place in like some pretty interesting locations. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't help Ryudo because I knew he was a patron character. No, I, <laughs> I did that out of the kindness of my heart. <laughs> I was compassionate. And, well, and then that, yeah. that makes me feel bad knowing that he's a patron NPC. Yeah. So in the future, if we do something uh, bad to your NPC, I'm, apologizing in advance i would just, I would <laughs> just know that they're your npcs until after the episode i would just like to remind christian if you're listening right now uh it was both of the scorpion characters who didn't want to help you so if that makes you think twice about the clan then... hey man scorpion clan ride or die <laughs> uh yeah does anyone have anything else anyone else do you want to shout out shout out logan nick and me because we're all December babies. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We all have our birthdays this month. My birthday is actually tomorrow. Very nice. Yeah. we From this recording. By the least. time you have heard this episode, all of our birthdays will have passed. We've all become a year older. There you go. <sighs> yep. That's yeah. how that works. For yeah, better or for worse. Jeez. <laughs> Zach, when's your birthday again? It's in the April, summer, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. April. Uh, April. Uh, April. Baby. April, baby. Yeah, okay. Up. Does that oh, make Taurus. you a... Oh, Taurus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not that, <laughs> yeah, not that, that means anything yet. to me. <laughs> I have no idea what that even means. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. No. Well, you know, I want to give a shout out. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, my grandpa. He just passed away. And um, hell yeah, grandpa. I miss you. Take it easy, cowboy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's a good shout out. Yeah. See you next mm-hmm. time, Space Cowboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. What was the what was the the good the good afterlife in Rokugan? Not Jugoku. The other one. And Goku? No. no, <laughs> no. The dream. Oh no, no, that's actually like that's like purgatory. That's um. Oh, well, you don't want to go there. Oh. <laughs> not that. yeah. Take it easy in the void. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. No, I really think heaven might be Tengoku. Tengoku. I really think heaven's like Tengoku, hell's like Jigoku, and then take it easy in Tengoku. Yeah, Rokugani heaven. Tengoku. <laughs> I can't remember though. That's probably wrong. <laughs> I can't remember. All right. Well, with that, it's another wrap on another episode of Podcast of the Five Rings. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.
And now, here is a short story for our daimyo patrons. The young swordsman slid his feet apart, resting into a balanced position to counter whatever strike his opponent might throw at him. It's Jason F. In order to complete his Genpuku ceremony, he would have to compete in a tournament before the daimyo. The winner of this tournament would join the daimyo's ranks and become a samurai, as was the tradition of his school. Failure meant another six months of training in preparation for the next tournament. Another six months of waiting to prove himself worthy. Another six months of shame. This was his fifth tournament, and all the other students his age had already graduated and become sworn samurai. Now is his time. He feels it in his bones. He is ready. His opponent lunges at him with the fury of a hundred men, trying to overwhelm the apprentice with an unyielding onslaught of attacks. It's Brent B. Vicious as his attacks may be, he left himself unbalanced with no defense. The apprentice deftly counters with his own attack, and with a quick strike of his boken, defeats his opponent. His sensei watches from the sidelines, clearly pleased with the apprentice's technical execution. It's the Sealy. He gives his apprentice a knowing look and a proud smile. Next, the apprentice faces off against a student nearly twice his size, his long reach and imposing stature allowing him to make a formidable defense. It's Nick W. With one quick feint and a series of nimble steps, the apprentice is suddenly inside his opponent's guard and defeats him with sheer speed. Waiting for his next bout, the apprentice watches his best friend prepare for his match. It's Evan S. When he is finally called to the ring, he stands facing off against the apprentice's rival, a student who has mocked the apprentice day in and day out for his inability to prove himself worthy of becoming a samurai. It's Giovanni T. The match begins, and just as soon as it starts, it is over. His best friend walks away from the bout, a nasty welt forming on his head, and his rival wearing a smug grin across his face. Soon the apprentice is called to his next bout. His opponent is graceful and easily shifts their weight between both feet, adapting to whatever stance the apprentice takes. It's Robin. Catching on to his opponent's rhythm, the apprentice seizes the moment, and like a ship cleaving through water, hammers into his opponent. It ends quickly, and the apprentice is victorious. By the end of the day, the tournament winds down to its final bout. The apprentice stands poised, boken in hand, facing off against his longtime rival. The match begins, and it's clear the two young men are equal in skill. Every strike is parried, every feint is checked, and every trap is evaded. Each competitor weaves in and out of every grip, stance, and position they've ever been taught, with neither side gaining momentum over the other. Finally, with their tempers rising and their patience waning, the two competitors lunge at each other, foregoing their defenses and trying to end the match as quickly as possible. The apprentice feels his right shoulder go numb, and within seconds, he knows it will be screaming in pain. Staring down the end of his boken, he sees he has struck his rival in the exact same location. 
The match is a draw. The daimyo, seated to the side, watching the contest, calls the match to an end. It's Hufsta. Thoroughly impressed with the competitors, he decides to name them both winners and invites them to join his ranks as samurai. A priest hurries to the competitors, offering them a blessing on the daimyo's behalf. It's John N. The apprentice and his rival bow to the daimyo, graciously accepting his blessings as equals, but deep down inside, knowing that the rivalry is just beginning. Thank you for listening to this short story. If you would like to be included in one of these stories, join our Patreon and become a Daimyo patron. You can find us at patreon.com slash pop5r. Thank you so much. <laughs>